Before I begin my message, I'd like to provide a brief ministry update, uh, just to be real communicative with all of you. And uh, you probably this last week received a letter by email from our congregational president, Mr. Tom Englert. In the letter, he uh, encouraged you to read the documents that were attached to that letter. One of the documents was a list of frequently asked questions regarding policy governance. As we are in this process of shifting to this new model of governance, uh, you may have some questions, and that list of frequently asked questions is very helpful. And so I encourage you to read that as a, as a quick way of, of getting familiar with the whole thing. A second thing that was attached to that was the new proposed constitution and bylaws for our congregation. I encourage you to read that over too, especially in preparation for our May 19th Congregational Voters Meeting, where the new constitution and bylaws will be presented for adoption by the congregation. So please make yourself familiar with that. And the third item that was attached was the policy manual that was developed uh, in connection with policy governance. It has all the policies in there, so I encourage you to read that over. And if you have any questions at all after reading those things over, I encourage you to please come to one of the two remaining town hall information meetings. Uh, There's going to be one this Wednesday evening, May 1st, at 6.30 p.m. right here in the sanctuary. And then another identical meeting next Sunday, May 5th, at 12.15 right here. So if you have any additional questions, please come. The board of directors members and uh, staff who are available will be ready to answer any questions you may have. So please uh, take that to heart. Thank you. Let's pray. Lord God, life throws a lot of storms at us in a variety of ways. Teach us how to be prepared for that. And as we begin this new sermon series, Lord, teach teach us what it means to live the decluttered life for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. God's peace be with you, friends. We are indeed beginning a brand new sermon series today based on some of the parables of Jesus uh, from his teachings. And the theme of the series is living the decluttered life. You know, it's springtime. We we tend to think about spring cleaning during this time of year. Well, we're going to be talking about some other kind of spring cleaning, not physical, but more spiritual and emotional, if you will. The uh, question that we're asking today is, what's step one? In terms of living the decluttered life, what's step one? Step one is building well, building well. The people of Mexico Beach, Florida, learned the importance of building well. When Hurricane Michael hit the Gulf Coast just this past October, most people's homes and businesses were completely destroyed in that little town of Mexico Beach. Michael was a Category 5 hurricane, packing sustained winds as high as 155 miles per hour. Mexico Beach, by the way, is located 25 miles to the southeast of Panama City Beach. As a side note, back in 1985, 
I began my ministry just 50 miles north of Mexico Beach. And a month and a half after my ordination and installation service, Hurricane Kate came on shore at Mexico Beach, came up through the Florida panhandle and headed northeast. Kate was only a Category 3 hurricane. But Hurricane Michael, a Category 5, absolutely devastated the small town of Mexico Beach this past October. There wasn't much left of the town of Mexico Beach. It is amazing what extremely high winds and surging water can do. I mean, look at that mess. And you talk about having to declutter. Oh, my goodness. Just imagine having to deal with the aftermath of such a storm. Think of the cleanup involved if that's your house and your stuff. But friends, what is even more amazing is the fact that this house survived. Look at that house. Look at all the destruction around it. But that house survived along with a few others. The owners of that house a man and his nephew, intentionally had their home built way above and beyond the uh, required building code for Florida's Gulf Coast. They said that they built it to survive, quote, the big one, and it did. After Hurricane Andrew back in 1992, uh, the Florida state code was adjusted so that homes that were built along the Gulf Coast had to withstand 120-mile-an-hour winds, minimum. Well, this particular house was built to withstand 240 to 250-mile-an-hour winds. How? Well, it has concrete walls, and it sits on 40-foot pilings, The concrete all has rebar reinforcing it, and there are a number of other wind-resistant features that enable that house to stand. That house there survived because it was built well. In today's gospel reading from Matthew chapter 7, Jesus uses a parable to teach us about building well. Now, of course, he's not talking about house construction. He's talking about life construction. Listen again to his words. Matthew 7, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash." In Jesus' parable, what made the difference between the two houses? What made the difference? How they were built. That's what made the difference, how they were built. 
And concerning the house that survived, Jesus said, it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. Let's face it, friends, storms are going to come in our lives. And I don't mean just physical storms like hurricanes. Storms take a variety of forms, don't they? Sometimes they're emotional. Sometimes they're relational. Sometimes, yes, they are spiritual. We can't necessarily prevent the storms from coming, but we can prepare for them. The wise man in the parable that Jesus told had prepared for the storm by founding his house on rock, not on sand. In applying this parable to our lives then, what is Jesus instructing us to do in order to withstand the storms that life throws at us? What is he teaching us? How do we build our lives on solid rock? Well, listen to a part of it again and pick up on what he says. He says, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The point of the parable? Do what God says. Put his word into practice. Take this word that you read, study, and hear and make it real by doing it. One of Jesus' brothers named James, who originally was skeptical about Jesus and ridiculed him, but later came to faith, writes about this in his book that's included in the New Testament, the letter of James, chapter 1, verse 22. He says, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. That's the New International Version. I like also the Revised Standard Version of that same verse where it says, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Be doers of the word. Put God's word into practice. It really does work, you know. It really does. And doing his word is what gives your life strength and stability when the storms of life come blowing your way, enabling you to withstand all the destructive forces that come at you. You know, storms can leave a real mess in their wake, can't they? Storms can clutter up our lives. So what is step one for living the decluttered life? Build the house of your life well. Build your life well. Build on the solid rock of Christ Jesus and his word by putting his word into practice in your daily living. And begin with the very first words Jesus himself spoke in Mark 1.15. Repent and believe the good news. There's a great starting point. Repent and believe the good news. First of all, repent. 
Repent means to be so sorry for your sins that you never want to sin again. Repent means to turn away from sinful ways and turn to God seeking His grace and forgiveness. It means to admit and confess your sins to God. And I encourage each one of us to do that every single day. Why? Because as Luther reminds us, we sin every day. And so we need to confess every day. And then Jesus says, repent and believe the good news. And oh, how we need to hear and be reminded of the good news every day. Believe the good news. The good news is all about the action that God took because he loves us. The good news centers on the death and resurrection of his son, our Savior Jesus. You know, if you think about it, Jesus weathered the worst storm ever for us. There at the cross, he weathered the storm of the wrath and fury of God the Father who punished his son for our sins. Jesus endured and weathered the storm of hell on that cross as he cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus endured and weathered the storm of the punishment for our sins as his hands and feet were nailed to that cross and as he eventually died. He did it all willingly because he loves us that much. And because of his death and his resurrection from the dead, he removes all the clutter from our lives. He removes the clutter of our sin our shame, our guilt. He is the one who restores us, who makes all things new by his death and resurrection. Because he is alive, he gives us that eternal hope that we too shall live forever with him in heaven. Friends, it's good news. We need to hear that good news and believe it for ourselves every day. Jesus calls us in this particular parable, to put his word into practice. And it starts with putting his word of forgiveness into practice for ourselves, first of all, to let God's forgiving grace be yours personally. And then to turn around and and put his word of forgiveness into action as we forgive others who have hurt us. We're to put his word of joy into practice as we as we rejoice over his goodness toward us. We're to put his word of hope into practice, to live each day with a certainty about God's love for us now and our eternal home that awaits us. We're to put his word of celebration into practice as he calls us to worship him and as we gather on a regular basis to sing our praises and hear his word. That's putting his word into practice. We're to put his word of gratitude into practice by being willing to give generously of the blessings we've received from him for the work of his kingdom. We're to put his instruction about prayer into practice, to go to God not only every day, but to be in constant communication with him every minute of our lives. He wants to hear from us in prayer. We're to put his word of readiness into practice, to be ready every day 
for his final return in glory to take us home. And we're ready by faith. And finally, we're to heed his call to mission, to put into practice his invitation to be his witnesses in this world so that others too may build their lives on Christ, the solid rock. To the young people here, you two guys and other young people that may may be here as well. And I'm going to say these words to our eight confirmands in the next service. Young people, as you're just kind of starting out in life, with many chapters of the book of your life yet to be written, don't build your life on the shifting sands of culture and what this world considers important. Build your life on the solid rock of Christ Jesus and his word that is certain for you. It means knowing the word in order to do the word in your daily living. It means you need to study the Bible so that you can then think biblically and then act biblically in the way you carry yourself in life. You know, those two men who built that amazing house in Mexico Beach, Florida, they prepared well for the storms that they knew would inevitably be coming. And in doing so, they really reduced the fallout. They reduced the clutter that they were going to have to deal with. I mean, all those other homeowners had a lot more clutter to have to clean up than this particular, these particular homeowners did. They prepared in advance to declutter their lives. Let me ask you, are you prepared for life's storms? Are you building your life on the solid rock foundation of Jesus Christ and his word? And are you doing that by putting his word into practice? Next week's question is, How do I let go? How do I let go? You know, letting go. It's the next step in living the decluttered life. Amen. And may the peace of God which passes human understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, your solid rock foundation. Amen. At this time, we receive the offerings for the Lord's work. Would you also please write your name and other information in the black registration booklet in the pew and pass that to your neighbor, please.